Welcome to your Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual healing. So, uh, this story... Right, go ahead, Elliot. <laughs> Very good. Um, so... This story... <laughs> <laughs> it's not like an episode of The View. You go ahead. No, you go ahead. Whoopee. No, uh, Joy, Joy, who cares? Who cares? I got something to say. Who cares? Uh, so this story is a little bit old, but uh, I still think it's a fun topic of conversation. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So Harry Styles, the um, singer from One Direction, who is mm-hmm. now a fantastic solo pop artist. Mm, um, fantastic. Oh, really? You're, you're a fantastic. Star. What do they call them? What do they call his fans? His, I don't know. I don't know. You're one of them. He's fantastic. Mm. He is so good. He is fantastic. You think so? Wow. Yes. Really? I didn't. Yeah. I don't seems... think I knew you were that into Harry Styles. Yeah, well, that's, that's a, yeah, that's he's a great. Twist. No, he's got he's got great music. He's got such good musical taste. He's trying for he's going for like a David Bowie kind of thing, and it's great. Oh. I love it. He just seems like the kind of straight guy who would like talk to you about the one time he said he experimented, but really it was just like letting another guy look at him naked. Like there really was no experimentation, but he thinks mm. it's experimentation. Yeah, sure. So it's like the scene in Titanic where he was like on the couch. He was like, uh, what's your face on the couch? <laughs> yes. And like hey, someone yeah. Yes. Yeah. I let a gay guy draw me. So I've experimented right, with gay right, guys. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, he is, but he is very um, fluid in, in a sense. And yeah. has definitely, uh, you know, I, he's very, he's very fluid and he's sort of gender fluid in a certain way. He doesn't claim to be that, that label, but um, he recently yeah. Uh, was the first male on the cover of British Vogue, and he wore a dress. And he's been known to wear feminine clothing and, like, pearl necklaces, and he really changes mm-hmm. it up gender-wise. And he said in the article that he um, that clothes are there to have fun with and experiment with and play with. What's really mm-hmm. exciting is that all of these lines are just kind of crumbling away, and he's referring to, like, mm-hmm. gender lines. So, anyway, that's sort of what he's known for, and that's sort of been his, like, stylistic choice. And so, of course, <laughs> as expected conservative blowhards got mad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so right. uh, there was- Coincidentally, there was like a, this was all around the election, which I think is an important part of right. why, why they got so angry. Mm. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's so silly. It's also silly, but uh, Candace Owens uh, <laughs> tweeted <clears throat> that there is no society that can survive without strong men. The East knows this. In the West, the steady feminization <laughs> of our men at the same time that Marxism is being taught to our children is not a coincidence. It's an outright attack. Bring back manly men. Yeah, that's a and, sentiment I've heard before from like ben, psychos. And Ben Shapiro, mm-hmm. who's also the worst, uh, said, this is perfectly obvious. Anyone who pretends that it's not a referendum on masculinity for men to don floofy dresses is treating you as a full-on idiot. The mm-hmm. left knows this. They openly say that gender is both important and socially constructed, which is why they tell you that a man can be a woman, i.e., despite no biological underpinning. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I love that these people get all nuts about Harry's. It's like, the guy had he the guy hired a stylist. Yeah, right. it's not even right. Harry's doing it for attention. Exactly. <laughs> That's what pisses me off about such stories like this is that, you know, I don't care about Harry Styles. In fact, I also I kind of think he's a joke. And 
Oh. I I mean I don't I don't care about music though you know that so like I, I'm sure he's a very <laughs> we talented, don't like movies you don't like music yeah. yeah no I love yeah I love movies Ellie you doesn't like, to, like Beethoven I, or whatever yeah, I don't like well, no, you I just, read I listen to podcasts thank you <laughs> in the field we're in thank you um, <laughs> but I, uh, I I I hate that stories like this make me defend people that I just don't give a fuck about you know what yeah, I mean like yeah, yeah. I have to somehow now stand up for Harry Styles because these fucktards are out here causing up a storm just to get attention. When in reality, it's like, this has nothing to do with Harry Styles. This had everything to do to anger a certain part of a base that might've might've voted for Trump on election day. Like literally that's what it was about to get people angry and to talk about it. And I just, mm. it's, I hate, I hate Candace Owen. Yeah. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's just such an extreme, you know, obviously I feel like I'm kind of preaching to the choir on this one, but it's, it's just such an extreme jump mm-hmm. where it's almost like it's one thing to like, you know, uh, he's the first man to be on the cover of Vogue, whatever, UK, wearing a dress. Obviously, that's going to annoy some people. Yeah. And almost in a weird way, I, I almost like, you know, obviously expect that and kind of like am fine with someone's, you know, individual uh, distaste for that, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're like. All of a sudden, they have to make it, you know, certain Republican pundits or conservative pundits have to make it like a global crisis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that <laughs> they rope China into it, um, which I love. And and it's just like, it's so absurd to think that this is like sweeping, that this is something that would ultimately, what are they saying? Like, that it would impact our armed forces? Is that like the <laughs> argument that like you can't join the military if you've ever worn a dress and therefore we are not military ready? If it, I mean, it's just, the whole thing is just so absurd. And well, Candace Owens uh, uh, clumps it together with Marxism being taught to our children. Yeah. Well, that that's right out of Trump's playbook. <laughs> well, there so you go. Yeah. But the other well, thing know, about this that I think is, inter- that I think Michael brought up when this all came about was that, we go crazy about Harry Styles wearing a dress when it's like a white male artist who has a teen following of like white young girls. But like there have been so many queer artists or even straight artists who were artists of color who have done similar things who aren't on the cover of British Vogue. And it's, there's, sure. there, there's that element of like, are we being basic by just standing the the white guy who decided to wear a dress one day on the cover of a magazine? Also, you know? I think I recall like some goth kids wearing dresses in not oh, dresses but skirts. Kilts. Skirts. Kilts. Oh, kilts. All right. I remember people wearing like goth kids wearing dresses in school, like black dresses and stuff. Over and they had a trench coat and it was like a hole and boot the boots. The I think that whatever. was. A, yeah. I think those were technically kilts. Yeah, they were wearing kilts so. in my school. I know that oh, no. because I would I would recognize a kilt. They were literally. We had kids wearing you hemmed their dresses for them. <laughs> yeah, I probably did actually in my theater stuff. I don't I, think you know. I mean, I, I honestly don't think it's. I don't think it's, it doesn't bother me that much. I mean, honestly, I feel like, listen, uh, you know, this is. Wait, what doesn't bother you? The dress or the uproar? Yeah, yeah. Like the the up, no, no, not the uproar. The uproar is just fucking annoying. Yeah. But Uh like the idea that Harry Styles is this sort of. uh, The celebrated one. Land, yeah, white, you know, celebrated version of something that other artists or whatever have been doing before this. Like, it doesn't Mm. really bother me. It's like, look, he's, he's a big mainstream pop star. And if that means he can bend gender rules a little bit without really offending anybody except annoying conservatives then like so be it you know like so what was sorry what was 
Oh, you son of a bitch. That was me. So what was, like, did David, did David Bowie have a lot of, like, blowback when he, in, like, the 70s when he, like, wore makeup and shit, right? I think he he was, I think it was shocking, you know, he bent, he was definitely a gender bender and played Mm. with those rules and played with sexuality and was, you know, uh, allegedly, uh, bisexual i think he even confirmed it but you yeah know, there's that rumor was, of him being with the rolling stones guy yeah jagger, i think yeah. Mick J- it's more he's doing more of a Mick Jagger thing because like harry styles isn't really wearing makeup and doing what david bowie did david bowie was mm. legitimately being sorry, I, I a gender music, alien musically he's doing what david bowie did but yeah mm. i think oh, you're right yeah. he's he's playing with like the He's playing with gender roles a little bit. I mean, he wears like yeah. his main thing is that he often wears like pearls. I think mm-hmm. he wore like pearls and earrings to the Met Gala, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like that sort of started this. Well, uh, it's annoying because it started the seed of of gay media being like, is he gay? It's like, oh, yeah, no, this is so clearly you know, not it was all, gay. It was but all I, the queerity talked about for like. <laughs> but I also queerty. would be interested to like li- read his interview, Harry Styles, Styles interviews and see if he pulled like a Nick Jonas where – He'll like tease the idea about like he, he well he I don't identify I, as anything. I think that's why he, he doesn't annoy me because he doesn't actually do that. Yeah, like if he were annoying, I would be annoyed by him. But he doesn't annoy me. He seems much more. He doesn't. He knows. I think he seems like somebody, or at least whose team has made aware too aware of mm-hmm. the potential for gay baiting. Well, and if anything we learned today is that Elliot Glazer is the president of the Los Angeles chapter. That's of right. Harry Styles which fan club. Ball, I do, I which do is like shocking, him a lot. But I, I like was that. really surprised by I mean, that. Surprised. I'm not gonna, Did you I, see he was wiggling and jiggling in his seat when I he was mean, talking about Harry? We can't see Elliot's lower half, but I mean, he's no, sitting on can. something. <laughs> he's, he's sitting on a secret there, Harry Styles' yeah. secret. <laughs> he is also really hot. Uh, We're ending on that. (laughs) Not even joking. We have a long time. Oh, Brent, go fuck yourself. We fuck you, Brent. (laughs) Fuck you, Brent. We have a good friend of the podcast, first time guest, but long time friend of all of ours. One of the funniest improv actors and just Mm -hmm. actors in general out there working right now. Tony Rodriguez. Tony. Tony. God, guys. We uh, finally did it. We did it. I'm this here has with been a you. Long time doing. in the making. This has mm-hmm. been a long time in the making. I know. Every time I'd see you at a party, like, oh, I'll get, I'll, I'll be on your podcast soon, right? That's <laughs> right. And there I would usually, are. I would usually autograph your plate if you were eating yeah. some odds and ends vegetables or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, of course, if you, you know, didn't I have a pen, time. he would spell it out in corn. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. And then we would take a picture. We snap a picture of the corn. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony, tell us, I mean, how are you doing? How is life? How are you feeling? How are things? I'm doing okay. As we're recording this, I guess we're, we're, what, we're the day one of like new stay at home orders. Yeah. And yeah. now it looks like if we don't all adhere to this, that we're going to look at stricter mm-hmm. uh, yeah. measures. So, um, that's right. Just a heads up. We, we're going to release this podcast in August of 2021 so oh my god oh okay so i'm just fresh from the second Mm -hmm. vaccine honey (laughs) oh my god it feels so good right now the first one was a little rough but oh la's numbers are not good right now back in palm springs (laughs) how like are you someone who could like deals oak are have you been able to like deal with like being at home so all the time or are you kind of like losing your mind now I'm a little bit losing my mind. Um, are you I'm, an Alan or are you a Brent about this? Okay, he well, I'm guessing the. <laughs> I'm get. I'm gonna guess that Brent is, does not take it well. <laughs> right, he takes right. it worse. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
Whereas well, then, I'm thriving at home with my tattoo eye. Alan gets a, Alan gets a boner for COVID. Yeah. Where's uh, Elliot in this? Elliot's very restless. Really? I'm restless. Yeah. Road I'm like... trips every weekend to like <laughs> Reno, Nevada. Elliot's um, Fran Drescher going after Mr. Sheffield. She'll do anything yeah. to get out of the house just to lock down Mr. Sheffield. Truly. Yeah. Oh, that's aspirational, honestly. Right? Right? He's like, but, going wait, on no, but Tony, I just for our listeners, and so you so they know here in LA, Tony is one of the premier UCB actors. And he you're oh. in so many, you, you do so many shows there. You you're featured in so many shows there. You've also been mm-hmm. on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and Adam yeah. Runs Everything. And just before we get deep into it, you are hosting a new Earwolf podcast called yes. Spanish A Key Presents. Oh, I, that's right. Yes. Did I say that right? I hope you I did, did. Say, you said it correct. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it is that. we've been out for a year however we are uh-huh. still at airwolf but we've just been acquired by sirius radio oh, oh nice i don't i mean it might be august 2021 till that i don't know what this yeah. sentence means actually honestly yeah, yeah, yeah. but right we'll be on sirius radio that's so I mean, you're gonna be you're gonna be recording next to howard stern that's like, yes yeah. yeah that's really um, really great but, but, no, but great. you were at ucb performing a bunch so like transitioning into like having to stay at home that must be really hard for you it's weird. Um, like, I don't know if you have any of you done like comedy shows in this era. Yes, of, yeah. unfortunately, it's yeah. drag weird, shows. right? Yeah, drag shows. Yeah, I've yeah. done a couple drag things where I build in where it, I'm supposed to fail. Like, my mm-hmm. character doesn't isn't supposed to be doing well, which is mm-hmm. the only way I feel like I can do yeah. something. Is improv? It can't yeah. be good. Well, I'm yeah. lucky enough to have witnessed yeah. <laughs> Tony in character at um, our gay poker leagues. Zoom yeah. lip sync off. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, okay. But I'm forgetting the character's name. Barbafella. <clears throat> Barbafella. <laughs> so we, I should. So basically, when we do this group um, poker Zoom, oh, it's essentially just like a lip. Uh, it's like a lip sync off or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that's what. It has nothing to do with poker anymore. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, I was gonna say this <laughs> pandemic, there's no <laughs> poker, but yeah. so it's basically like how, like, do they, how do they play? Po- how do they deal cards? <laughs> right? No, they. It's all lip syncs, and Tony always brings some um, much needed um, lightness, brevity, brevity, yeah, brevity, <laughs> brevity to the night. Because I should do to, that one night. Not, not to say that no. the other, the other people aren't. Basically, everybody's kind of like blowing everybody else out of the water with yeah. their oh. sort of you know drag in a in a lip sync in a box oh wow and tony always does something really stupid like <laughs> stupid and it's it's great i love barbara oh thank you i realized elliot like a few times after doing that like i'm single it's a pandemic and i realized several like if i'm gonna try to be flirty here no one like no one wants me as Barbafella, yeah, and I'm like, I'm rendering myself unfuckable. Yeah. But that's yeah. the point. Like, that's the thing yes. with being a gay person, like, or a gay man in particular. Like, sometimes I think, sometimes I think the idea, especially for comedians and performers, is like, you make yourself looks. The more you make yourself look stupid, the braver you are. The more vulnerable you make yourself, the sexier you are. Yeah. And then yet, sometimes with gay guys, it's like, nope, you have to be like. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's so funny to think about like the uglier you are, the braver you are. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm like, so brave right now. Well, you know what I mean? Like on stage, the more you the more like you bear, you know, the more yeah. darkness you bear, the more vulnerable you are, whether you're a musician and comedian, mm-hmm. an actor, a writer, a poet, the more you sort of emancipate yourself in front of 
people to connect to you. Yeah. Um, but I guess sometimes with gay guys, there's just, I feel like it doesn't, that doesn't really work exactly. the same way with gay guys. I like, yeah. like, I feel like my friends over the years have been like, you must get laid all the time after shows. I'm like, I never get laid after shows because like, I think women perhaps like maybe find it. Oh, here we go. Alan's already offended. No, Am I was going to say <laughs> uh, <laughs> like women, I think like that kind of vulnerability, uh, you know, more often than not, perhaps from yeah. like men. And I just feel like it just does not come off the right way. Let's ask know. our guest, Tony, have you ever yeah, been Tony, fucked I after was going to ask, ask the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> have you I gotten did. dates from performing improv? Mm-hmm. Yes. No, I'm uh, yes. But as you were saying that, I realized I met a guy and we went on a, a date after see, he saw me perform as Barbara Fell. Okay. <laughs> That's great. Uh, live That's on great. stage. Well, hey, like, it's working. <laughs> this, this weird drag character and it was apparently sexy. Some people get off to, to drag though. They have, what do they call them? They call them clown fuckers or something. Like there's, there's a, <laughs> there's, there's a, there is, there's people, there are guys who get off to drag. Well, sometimes oh, chuckle fuckers. Is that it? Chuckle fuckers? I don't know. That's, yeah, I don't know. that's, that's, that's like, People usually that was like girls who yeah. fuck male comedians people just want to eat with me oh how dare you <laughs> people well, want to go to chipotle like, with like me. yeah d- tony when you get on stage are you hoping to like is has that ever been like a part of the drive for you uh to, like when you get on stage that you're like i hope i connect with some i hope someone in the audience like wants to get to know me or date me or or whatever i was gonna say sometimes but then really always <laughs> Like, don't you want to connect with someone? Yeah, I don't sure. know. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice, like, someone, like, you can't see the, in the darkness the audience yes. yeah. after the show? Yeah. Like, I hear someone has music. Yeah. No, that's the train. If you can hear the train from my home. Oh. Oh, oh. wow. Yeah. Elliot oh, actually lives Magical. on Little House on the Prairie. There's, yeah. a, there's a train. Oh, it sounded that, like a compliment. Just like, no, I want to meet someone. No, he's, like, like, he's on the road on the way to a date in Spokane. <laughs> and he's in, he's actually in a, in a train right now. <laughs> Wait, so Wait, Tony, tell Tony. us about oh. the podcast. Yes. Oh, okay. The podcast is uh, four of us hosting. That's one more than you guys have, mm-hmm. huh? Mm-hmm. It's me, Oscar Montoya, fellow gay. Love him. Fellow gay Tino, uh, Riza Licea, and Carlos Santos. Um, it's, I don't know them. We, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, we had a live show for over a year. That's what yeah. the podcast became. It was like spun off of. Yeah. Our sh- it's in Spanglish. It's mostly in English. Mm. But uh, the four of us are Latinx, and yeah, we talk about and pulse we support culture. That. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you so much. Well, and like, that. part of it is like you have a guest, but then you also do improv, right? That like was the- when we had our live. Like you we, don't we had do that. A, we you don't do meet. that at all anymore. On- no, when we mm. would go into a studio, it was so much fun. But it's too hard yeah. to do though, right? Yeah. It just doesn't work. Studio. Yeah, and also with everything that was going on, it just like I guess we we took the opportunity to talk about more serious things. Yeah. Mm. Or like how we're all dealing. I mean, that becomes what we talk about with every guest. How are you dealing with yeah. this new reality? Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a, a, like an, I guess I'm thinking of like, of like um, Los Espookies. Yeah. The idea of like, is there this, is there some sort of new uh, brand of Latin X comedy that is, you mm. see coming to the forefront or is it just like more, I don't know, selective and, Sorry, say that again. No, I mean, like, is the do you do you think like there's a, a sort of a brand of Latinx comedy like your podcast, like Los Spookies, like One Day at a Time? Like, do you is there something happening on a grander scale, or am I just cherry? No, I I think there is. I think um, on the one hand, it's sort of like like I love Los Spookies. I love One Day at a Time. It's um, it's the Latinx community. I guess the artistic 
let's say community at large, I think is, is finding their place in America where it doesn't have to be representative. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times like, like Los Spookies to me is just like, it's just a silly show. So and weird. I think it has had crossover appeal. Yeah. Even though it's in Spanish, well, I'm going to put that in quotes, even though it's in foreign language, you have to read subtitles, but mm-hmm. it could really be in any language, I would say. Like they're not even in a specific country. I don't think they even say where they are, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, it's a distinctly weird show. Now, yeah. I haven't seen it. What is it? Is it like uh, Carlos Mencia, um, or is it not like Carlos <laughs> oh, Jesus Mencia? Christ. Uh, because I only watch things that are starring Carlos Mencia. Um, well, you're going to hate it then. Mm. I feel like don't stay away from it. Was George Lopez in it? Because that's mm-hmm. who I'm here for. Yeah. Right? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, let's talk after this. <laughs> <laughs> he is good friends with Sandra Bullock, though. I know that. Oh, oh. oh that's yeah, she, produ- yeah, yeah. she discovered, I think, or something, and she produced the show. Or there's some weird Sandra Bullock connection to that show. I don't know. Mm. That's yeah. cute. I that's know, right? So cute. God bless him. Very God bless him. cute, yeah. Alan. Very yes, thank cute. Thank you. Thank you. I bring. I bring the info. Um, I just got to be a part of a film festival that was online and HBO Mm. Latino sponsored it. And um, it was really exciting that all of these, like all of these different kinds of films are still being celebrated. Mm -hmm. And yes, a little depressing that we have to do it on zoom (laughs) and like we can't do it in person, but it's still, it was still exciting. And honestly, uh, having Oscar, my fellow co-host, who's also gay, that to me is, is, um, the most empowering thing for me because mm-hmm. so often when in the comedy community, we all know this, it's predominantly cis, het, straight, I mean, het, white, yeah. male. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, sure, and right. white guys. Anyone else, anyone that's not that invariably is sort of like, you know, fighting against that. Um, mm-hmm. We all know this, you we know, all know it. Oscar was the one of the last people I saw before lockdown back in March. We oh, really? were both mm. at, this is the weirdest thing. We were both at the nail salon together. Oh, Oscar was getting, weird. Oscar was yeah. getting his nail. <laughs> we were tracks. both getting like our it's last minute nail sense. salon moments before shutdown. It was oh, the wow. gayest thing we possibly could have done. Was that the last, like you were doing it like, this is my last thing? Yeah, before- I went in because I was like, well, we're going to be away for like maybe three, four weeks. So like I have to get my yeah. nails done now because if I'm going to do like <clears throat> drag at home, I have to be prepared. Mm-hmm. So I went to get my nails done and then Oscar walks in and, he was doing the same thing. So we sat next to each other and had a lovely conversation. That's cute. We're wait, getting wait, our three-week nails. Three-week nails. Let's, <laughs> let's reminisce. Remember when we were all, like, in March 16th, we were like, see you in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The doctors were like, don't worry, guys. We'll be all done in three weeks, maybe four. <laughs> uh-huh. My birthday is April Fool's Day. And so many, like, I had a Zoom birthday because yeah. it felt like a novelty, right? And, and all these people too, came yeah. on and it was like, Oh, it was like the, the, the feeling was like they're feeling so sorry for me that I'm the only person in the world that's gonna have a birthday in this mm-hmm. city. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. Fucking Christ. It's insane. I will not go to a Zoom birthday party. <laughs> I know, I know. You we also are, you, you also did the, the drag or the UCB's like drag race shows. Like you were yeah, a big yeah. part of that. And that, mm-hmm. that was like a wild show with wait, who hosted? I forget now. It's Nicole Byer did it sometimes, right? Yeah. Nicole and Byer Mono? and Mono again. And Mono, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did, um, did you win a few? I remember you winning a few. I was runner-up for uh, my first drag character, who was okay. Grafia Vergara. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it took, oh, I don't know if any of you guys know Jackie Johnson. I think mm-hmm. everyone knows her. Yeah. She, I hired her to do my makeup, and she 
she she was amazing, mm-hmm. but I felt like I never wanted to do the character again. So the next time that came up, I created Barbafella, which was just mm-hmm. like I don't even mm-hmm. shave, quick drag. Yeah. And I was I was eliminated quickly. And then Nicole Byers like, I like her, bring her back. And the whole audience started chanting, bring her back. (laughs) And then like a monster was born. She never won. (laughs) I would also show up unannounced. Like, Oh, we should also (laughs) add, cause Barb, cause Barbara fellows also kind of touched. Uh Yes. He's touched. Touched, touched by yes. an angel? Is yes. that what you mean? Yeah. No, yeah. she's not she's not fully yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you guys this. Cause yeah. I have my I feel actually, Elliot, you just reminded me of this about Barbara Fella. I forgot that I was doing her on Zoom. I oh, you did. Forgot it. But every um oh Royce Johnson was my roommate at the time. Mm-hmm. And every morning the next morning, I'd be like, I feel so good. Like I'd exercise <laughs> demons that were deep inside huh. of me. And I was like, like a clearing or something. Like mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that I had this like little character that if, if I just tap into that, my touchedness of her, that I feel like <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel so much better afterward. Do any of you guys have? <laughs> oh, I, have, I feel that with Sadie all the time. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Like you feel def- lighter after feel, you perform? Well, I just feel, I feel more, I feel like I accomplished something. I feel like I yeah. did something. It's like, a, it's like, there is a, there is a good, there's a lighter I, feeling. You know, mm-hmm. I know, I know. Elliot, What's Brent going to say <laughs> here? Brent I, I know, Brent is going in a direction. Waiting to, to, it's either going to be an insult to me or a sex thing with Brent. Elliot. I, I told you like, <laughs> Once every eight episodes, but no. you make fun of Elliot being Once every episode. <laughs> oh, that is hardly true. But I was going to say, I know Elliot's talked about a couple times a week, he actually pays someone to tickle him. And he's always felt that sort of, that that release from that. And he always feels better after that. <laughs> At least it wasn't graphic. I thought Brent was going to do talk about douching or something. Or, or yeah, like, sitting on eight oh. dicks. Yeah. Because yeah. Elliot well, can do time. that. That next is a special Elliot. gift of Elliot's. Wait, no, Tony. <laughs> oh, God. Let me ask Tony a question. Because Tony, uh, if you don't mind me bringing this up, your brother is yes. an elected official. He is a... Not anymore. Oh, I was going to ask for an update. Yeah, I didn't know. I had a I bad to... Republican... I... Yeah, to this oh, year. it got a, it, go, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. No, he um, I got it's it's still getting national press, but um, there was a shadow candidate that pulled in six thousand votes. They um, he never like campaigned. He didn't run, do any public appearances at all. The shadow candidate did. The shadow candidate. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Republican opponent. I guess I should say this. My brother was a state senator, Democrat. Uh-huh. And running for re-election, his Republican opponent was the founder of Latinas for Trump. Um, uh, yeah. And uh, um, when they the election came down to like less than a hundred votes, so they did a recount, and my brother lost by thirty four votes. Wow. The I mean, shadow candidate pulled in six thousand votes. So, and um, he was being billed as sort of like liberal mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, like defund the police kind of stuff and targeted. I'm not explaining this very well, but well, the Washington Post did very well, did a good job of talking you, about yeah. it. Can you, yeah. just for our listeners, where, what, what city was it in? Oh, Miami, Florida. I'm yeah, so Miami. sorry. Mm-hmm. And, my, and, and didn't, Trump, they, didn't they see my last name, Rodriguez, and just assume? <laughs> <laughs> and Trump did, I mean, surprisingly really well in Miami. Miami. Oh. So like there is that. And also if you're, if you're going to lose, losing by 34 votes is actually very impressive. I mean, mm-hmm. that's like, that's, that means you have a comeback time, support. baby. Yeah, 2022. Exactly. There's a, uh, 2024. 
Yeah. Oh fuck, that's right. It stayed yeah. centered. Yeah. I loved watching that. You were I remember when it was happening, the first race, I guess, and you were posting about it quite yeah, a bit. And I was too. just following it left and right because I was so in it with you. I was hoping for your brother to win. I oh was my like, god. Yeah. I was down there in 2016 yeah. and the whole the era was like, oh my god, she's gonna win. Mm. Can I tell you one quick story? Yeah. <laughs> was it one polling site? This is the day before the election, but of course early voting is happening every day of the week. Mm-hmm. Um and my brother like called me and said, come here, she's on her way, and hung up. I'm like, <gasps> so like I went to the library, yes, yes, she was going to be there, Hillary mm-hmm. Clinton. So I went to this library, and as soon as I got there, my brother's like, she changed her mind. So yeah. I was like, on my way there, I'm like, I'm gonna have so many likes on my picture with Hillary Clinton, oh my God. In hindsight, in hindsight, why was she there? Yeah. Why was she in my the day before the election? Like, oh, well, wouldn't it be funny if your brother was like, "Get down here, she's here," and you get all the way down there, and it's like some state senator from Northern Florida or something oh that. Oh, <laughs> no. mm. how does your brother? Awful. How does your brother feel? And you too, like, how how does it feel to see this this like groundswell of support for Trump by Latinos enough that it. In, in, so impacted your your family like what is that what is that like there's like a it, there's some there's an element that's not surprising our family um i'm half latino we're cuban the latino mm-hmm. side are cubans and very traditionally in florida they're very conservative and republican right. and i think there's been a narrative in the country about like you know latino the latino vote and of course everyone's reckoning with what how did so many latinos vote for right. trump but Cubans are among them, of course. Um, my brother sort of, uh, he, he has, you know, he's like, well, the other candidate, you know, like Republicans came out in full force. And yeah. in Florida, for sure. Yeah. 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 And yeah. he had to like give it up, you know, to that element. I mean, 6,000 votes that probably would have gone to him. Yeah. Um, that shadow can't, what do you know about that shadow candidate? I want to find him. His name is Alex Rodriguez. Down. Okay. Uh, Happens to have the same last name as my brother. Oh, so that's really gross. There's yeah. the the money that's been traced to like to one organization that did this with two other races in Florida, mm. but they didn't affect it in a way that it's yeah. getting as much press as this one did. Um, but they all all three other candidates share a lot of similarities. Like they they had one political contribution, and it was how much it costs to like file to be on the ballot. It's like yeah. two thousand dollars or something. Yeah everyone had these same sort of um, mm. similarities. I, I should have just reread the article before yeah. <laughs> it's coming on here. But it feels like- I do I the mean, same every- thing. Like I consider myself knowledgeable and I read all the time. And then it, it's just like, it's just out of my head within like 90 minutes of reading it. So I'll be yeah. like, you know, engage in, in a but, debate with someone. I'll be like, well, you know what? If, I'm forgetting right now, but I'll tell you some other time, you know? Yeah. If this happened watch- to your brother though, it's like, how many candidates did this happen to across the country? You know what I mean? Like Trump's out there talking about election fraud and it's like, no, this, this is the scary this thing is, that happened. Yeah. That's been organized by the Republican party. And it's on the, on the local level yeah. or on the state level. Too. And everything's so, yeah, local. Imagine. And politics yeah. are local. Everything's local. Yeah. Yeah. You, on the view, they chalk it up to like uh, the idea of like, Cubans being afraid of socialism, mm-hmm. which is what they, the Republicans are good at scaring them with. And also they talk about, uh, Trump's appeal to the masculinity of Latinos or specifically Cubans. Oh. Yeah. No, yeah. I, yeah. There's like that <laughs> machismo that element. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's, I've like, 
I've talked about this on my podcast too, where I'm, I hate my cheese more. I hate it. And I, I, I've been, I feel less safe in Latino spaces. And I'm saying, Oh, not Latino spaces because Mm -hmm. of my cheese. Well, they tend to be homophobic. And Mm -hmm. I, this, 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 that told, that totally makes sense to me that like freaking, you know, Machismo guys will be, you know, will gravitate towards Trump. Even though he shits on them. Even though he calls them names. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I read, and then Texas, I guess along the border, there's so many people that are employed by, you know, Homeland Security and police force that, that are Mexican, you know, descendants and they're, they're Republican. Right. Like, oh, It's, yeah, Latinos it's that, in like, Texas tend to be a little more conservative too. Yeah. One mm-hmm. thing I would ask, just because like I feel like, and one of the things that I notice in writing and in news articles and everything, I, I think journalists are doing a really good job of being inclusive in terms of how they even describe the Latinx community, and they're actually using Latinx more and more in in news reports. But I also don't think a lot of people know the difference and know even what it means. Can you explain it just because to educate the children? Sure, well, let's sure, let sure. Brent explain it first and then. Okay. Yes. Oh, yes. I agree with Good this. Good idea. Hard yes. So no, go ahead, Tony. <laughs> no, I want to hear what you're saying. Yeah. I was going to make a joke and I was like, maybe I shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> okay. Latinx is just a, a more inclusive term mm-hmm. for a Latin person, but also so is Latin. <laughs> Latin is gender neutral. Uh, uh, word Latin right. is gender neutral. But then there's arguments about like the word Latin is is uh it's a colonizing word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Latinx is actually a word in English when we're talking about people who speak Spanish and um some Afro uh Latins, and I'm saying this for, for lack of a better word, mm. um I mean it's complicated, right? The Latin, off, Latin American cut people mic, cut off his mic. <laughs> <laughs> it's complicated, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. there's white Latin Americans, there's Afro Latin Americans, there's indigenous people, and mm-hmm. it's just a complicated. But I think the the sentiment behind it is to just be more inclusive with with gender. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I explained it correctly to my mom last weekend. You did? Mm-hmm. I did. Sounds. I like very it. much did. Yeah. Oh. Like, what is Latinx? I'm just. Well, curious. that's what I mean. Yeah. I think it's a new. It's a new for a lot of sort of just like white people. It is sort of a yeah. new phrase that I don't think a lot of people are used to using. But I think it's also really exciting that like we're in a time. Sure, there's a lot of like people are getting angry about people not using the right terms, and I think we should probably temper down a little bit of the anger, but also. Yeah. Just teach each other and have conversations. Yeah, right. about, like, what does it mean? Like, yeah. I want to be the right. The first time I saw it, I thought it meant Latinx. <laughs> I literally was like, how do I how do I say that? Is it Latinx or Latinx? <laughs> I, I prefer the term Latinx. Latinx. Latinx, honey. Well, Tony, thank you so much for thank you so much for being on the podcast. We love you and loved having yes. you. Where can people find you? Where can people find your your podcast now serious radio show? Sure, sure, sure. I'm at the Tony Rodrig on Twitter and Instagram. I'm more fun on Instagram. I think on Twitter I just retweet Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sounds, oh, that sounds I very love fun, Elizabeth though. Warren. That sounds yeah, very fun, so very much. funny, very Same. funny feed. Yeah, uh, my podcast is Spanish. Aki presents. Uh, Aki is A Q U I. It's not in Spanish. It sometimes we speak in Spanglish, but sure. it's mostly in English. Yeah. Okay. Um, but not all Latin Americans speak. You know. Some that's only true. English, and that's yeah, that's yeah. very true. Yeah. Um, well, thank right, you, well, Tony, thanks, so Tony, much. You are the best. Can I ask one question to Brent? Yeah. Yes. Because okay. earlier you said that no one has ever come up to you after a show. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I don't I believe don't, that's I true. I just don't believe that. I swear either do you believe true. that? <laughs> what? I don't uh, think you picked up on maybe if someone did. It's possible. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's. That, I guess that's certainly possible. I also, for like years, I would like not hang out after shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and whose fault is that then? That's that's certainly. That's I take true. full. I take full credit. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I take full credit. Well, for Tony will come up to you after the next show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Thank you. I love all of you. Thanks for having me. And another thing. Okay. You can't even do it with a straight face, and you were so insistent on starting. But Brent, that why is... am I, why am I making that noise and doing that gesture that the audience can't see of? Pumping my fists. Well, because we are about to talk about Arsenio Hall, <laughs> and you, that you're doing an impression of what his crowd used to do uh, back in like the '90s when his show was on. So, yeah. I found a clip from like 1992 or 1993 where gay activists, possibly members of Queer Nation, started shouting at Arsenio Hall mm-hmm. um, for not having gay guests on his program, and. They interrupt the show, and, and I assumed I wa- I've watched this clip like a million times. I assumed this like happened during a commercial break, uh, and and that you know the the tape leaked and it's made its way onto YouTube. It seems like they they literally interrupted the show and they left it in the show. Wait, I'm sorry. Why don't I have any gay guests on my show? Well, there are a lot of gay guests who really don't like to talk about their sexual preference, so we don't know whether they're gay or not. You know? Now, now, this ain't Merv. You didn't think I'd run from this, did you? This ain't Johnny. I ain't gonna run from it. I'm gonna deal with it. Now, who would you like me to have on my show that's gay that maybe I haven't had? Who? I don't know Gus Van Sant, but I know Elton John. He's been here and he's rocked the house. Okay? Okay? What? When Harvey has something I'm interested in, I'll bring him on the show. But this is my show, okay? This is my show. This is my show. You understand? This is my show. This is my show, man. You think, you think I haven't had somebody on the show because they're gay? What's wrong with you, man? I'm black. I'm black, man. I'm black, man. I'm the biggest minority you know about. I don't want to hear that gay trash, man. I've got gay friends I've had on the show because you don't know them or it ain't who you want on the show. You got a problem with it? If you want to book it, get yourself a show. Now sit down, sit down, so I can do the show. You've had your say and I've had mine. It's an incredible clip because it's really aggressive. Um, yeah, a lot of things that Queer Nation did were perfectly justified and other times they were just kind of like bombastic and ridiculous uh, 
for expressions of, of protest. Wow. And I think this Brian. was one wow, of those. Wow. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and I think this is one of, but here's my favorite, my favorite part. So they start yelling at him for not having gay guests and Arsenio very quickly kind of stands up for himself. And he's like, I'm not going to shrink from this. And you know, cause if you come on my show and you start interrupting me, you know, I'm going to fight back. And he immediately says, I've had a lot of gay guests on my program, but a lot of them aren't comfortable coming out. So a, and B, he says, who do you want me to have on the program who's gay? And I'll have him. <laughs> and this is, this is the best part. So he's like, well, who do you, what gay guest should I have in the program? And one of the guys goes, Harvey Firestein. <laughs> who's like no, one the, of the worst. And one of the guys, well, Larry Kramer. Yeah, Larry but you have, Kramer, to, you have to remember the year too. Harvey Firestein had just, like, he was big then. He was big in New York gay like he was yeah. big, he was big. Yeah, but yeah. now, I, I now he's I a different like, persona. <laughs> it's a, it's a different thing, but it's yes. still like it's just kind of like it's like it's just so funny but, to think yeah. that like they're screaming at him to have like Harvey Firestein on the Harvey program. Firestein would be a random person to have on though. Uh, Arsenio, on Arsenio. Hall. Yeah. yeah, I love this clip because two reasons. One, because Arsenio Hall is doing it. He's he he takes complete responsibility in saying like I am not homophobic. The show is not homophobic. I'm not going to push someone to talk about something that they're not comfortable with. And I would happily have any gay guest on my show. And he's doing so at a time where I think it, I (laughs) would be brave to be so openly inclusive Uh in front of activists. But secondly, the funniest part of that is them, is him actively engaging with them and saying, who do you want me to have on the show? And them saying, Larry Kramer. Yeah. It's like imagining him have like magic Jim Johnson, J. Bullock. <laughs> magic Johnson on the show and then follow him with this like ornery, you know, right. Also just the, <laughs> just the very fact, just the very fact that the two, this just tells you the year, the two go-to gay guests yeah. that they wanted to have on the show were Harvey Firestein and Larry Kramer shows you that there weren't that many out gay exactly. queer artists right, that were right. that were and that's that's an unfortunate thing that Arsenio Hall was a part of a and I also think if you watch the clip a little bit more <laughs> they do talk about the jokes that Arsenio Hall makes and the characters that he plays and there is a homophobic argument to be made there for some of the characters that Arsenio Hall has played in his career because as an artist in the 80s people did complicated things then it was a different time and so yes Back then, he wouldn't have the wherewithal to be like, maybe I was homophobic because it was a different climate. But right, now he right. probably looks back on a character he did in 1989 <laughs> and he's like, mm, maybe that's sure. so good now. Sure. It's just yeah. such right. a funny, it's a funny, very odd choice for these two guys to like yeah. and, they, and they shrink. <laughs> they shrink. I yes. mean, it, it is brave to interrupt a show like that, but when he starts fighting back, I think one of them sits down. Yes. And they very they I just I can't get over it. Who should I have in my program? Susan Sontag. <laughs> well also don't forget Arsenio <laughs> Hall. King. Arsenio Hall had RuPaul on in nineteen ninety three. Had yeah. a really famous Madonna interview in ninety two with yes. Rosie with Rosie yeah. O'Donnell and yes. not out gay celebrity. Martina Navratilova. <laughs> and he had all the Golden Girls on, which, I mean, if you're looking for a gay audience, he also had Sandra Bernhardt on, which yes. is very queer. Like, yeah, it's, well, I mean, it's, that's it's, why I don't want to defend oh, Arsenio Hall. I don't think he's worth necessarily defending some give a fuck about Arsenio Hall, but. <laughs> well, I think it's worth defending him if, if they don't make a particular particularly strong argument. I think that's always been my bone to pick with, uh, I mean, a lot of gay activism within the last 15 years is we always 
cannibalize our own. Like uh, gay activists were livid with Barack Obama like all the time during his term. And remember glitter bombing was a thing and they almost always did it for the politicians that most frequently, usually more often than not, agreed with them. And a, cu- a couple times, they, these politicians would be like, get mad at the folks that don't agree with your rights. Right. Oh, glitter yeah. bomb Lindsey Graham. You well, know, I mean, he'll probably get a boner, but like, yeah. you know, glitter bomb <laughs> the, the folks that don't agree with you. And, and I, I, I think that's I think that's valuable advice. But to 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 the defense of the glitter bombers. The people that were glitter bombing Democratic politicians were de- were glitter bombing them pre marriage equality, and it was largely a marriage equality protest to force Democratic politicians to stop, which I agree with, to stop campaigning and basically doing the wink and nodding about supporting marriage equality without actually saying they supported gay marriage, mm-hmm. and then they were forced to eventually, when the public came around, support gay marriage. And we we applaud them for that. And I don't think there was probably a lot of glitter bombing after Obama came out and, and supported gay marriage. So there was there was some success to that and holding even our own side accountable for the rights that we deserve. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but where does Arsenio <laughs> fall in that yeah. argument? <laughs> yeah. I don't give a fuck about Arsenio. No, I, I, I have to say, like, I, do, I do think, I mean, for me at least watching the clip, you know, it's it's somewhat reassuring, I think, to mm-hmm. think back to the time that, that that clip takes place, watch it, and more importantly, for me at least, hear the audience be on the right side of the issue. You know, they're not they're not booing, they're not like trying to throw these guys out. Yeah. They are applauding Arsenio's inclusivity, which I think was probably somewhat novel for at the time, especially the throws of uh I don't know about that. I, I think yeah, they I all left and were like, no, I, yeah, think I, they were, I think they were happy that he was fighting back. And I think, I think, he, I think he yeah. rightfully <laughs> should be applauded. I think, I think, I think he comes across really well in that clip and he comes across as, you know, for 1992 and even for modern standards is like a guy who's being very reasoned and fair. And, and I think, yeah. and I think that's a good thing, but yeah, I think the crowd was just like, they just love the gay fight. Yeah, of they, the, they love the guy they pushing back him on the gay shouting guys. down. Yeah. The gay yeah. guys. Meanwhile, Johnny, you know, Johnny Carson had to be a notorious homophobe. He was a Republican. Oh, yeah. No, he was, no, he was liberal. No. Johnny Carson, I've looked it he up. Was, His politics were liberal. I always thought, I always heard that he was like a Palm Springs, before Palm Springs was gay, one of the conservative Frank Sinatra Palm Springs conservative people. Well, let's look it up. Yeah, look he that was, up. He was but a wife beater. I will say, I will say, I do miss. <laughs> I do miss Arsenio Hall because that talk show was so epic, different from everybody yes. else. And it was like, it just, and I hated that he kind of ruined it with the comeback because it just wasn't what it was. Yeah, and, it's not the same. Well, but I mean, you know. I know we're getting the weeds here. <laughs> we don't have to include this in the podcast, but what? According, according to Wikipedia, Johnny Carson opposed the Vietnam War, capital punishment, favored racial equality. And was, some, and was against criminalized extramarital sex and pornography. But who did he vote for? Um, <laughs> in his book, did he vote for Reagan? He was up upbringing. His upbringing was Republican, but of an Eisenhower sort that we don't see much anymore. <laughs> I want another anti-big government, anti-big money, anti-big bullies. Uh, he was an MC for a, a Ronald Reagan inaugural gala in 1981 at the request of Frank Sinatra. Yeah, they were in that. Sinatra was a Republican. Yes, a big time Republican. Yeah. We can oh, we can take it. I mean, he he supported he supported Kennedy like during because he was right. part of that. 
But then, just like a lot of older people, when they oh. get older, they turn to being conservative Republicans. And well, mm-hmm. fuck Johnny Carson, fuck <laughs> Frank Sinatra, and Here long live Arsenio Hall. <laughs> <laughs> What would your aunt say? Brent, what would your Aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's show? I I couldn't give two shits about Harry Styles. I'm all about Liam Payne. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My Aunt Joanne would say, we don't talk about Ben Shapiro and his family. (laughs) How about Aunt Anne? The only man in a dress that I'm going to support is Bob Hope. He also was a (laughs) Republican as well. That's true. Well, thanks for listening. I'm Elliot Glazer. I am Brent Sullivan. And I am Brent Sullivan.